Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, a vast resource of uh, coaching tidbits let's say that um everything you would want to have videos handouts practice plans um leadership how to deal with parents office hours one-on-one calls with me you name it 14-day free trial go over and check it out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better and go over and please check uh subscribe and like if you're really liking these podcasts we would really appreciate if you went over and um took 30 seconds iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to it, leave a, leave a comment, leave a review. Hopefully it's a five-star one, and um, we would really appreciate that. All right, here we go. Off to Coach Unplugged. All right, today we are going to go through some um, TTube member questions. Um, I've got some that have already been sent to me, so that's pretty easy. Um, anybody that's listening to this live can, can, can leave questions. Otherwise, um, you just have to hang along for the ride. Um, One of the first questions I had was how to attack a triangle in two. So I'm going to walk through that. So I'm going to, for those of you that are listening, I will try to describe this. Those of you who are just listening to it live. Um, But what I'm going to try to do here is kind of walk through that. Those that are members of teachhoops.com are actually seeing a screen right now with a basketball court on it, um, which makes it a little bit easier. So uh, let me, I like the black here. All right, so um, I'm going to get my pen. So we have a court here. Um, So we're going to do a normal triangle in two. So how would we attack a normal triangle in two? So a normal triangle in two puts a person at the free throw line puts one at the low block, puts one at the other low block, 
and then puts two chasers. So we'll put a chaser here and a chaser here. And usually I use X's when I'm doing these things, but um, it's just easier to kind of, maybe I'll, oops. Uh, maybe I'll just, I'm, I'm using dots at this point, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'll put one there. So there's your normal triangle to one guy, one person at the free throw line, two people chasing, two people at each lower block. Now, offensively, how do we attack this? Um, I like personally to overload a side. Um, it really will depend on how your how the rotation is. So you're basically going to have two people that are going to be defended. This person right here and this person are going to be basically chasing at all times. So what I like to do is basically this tends to be a small forward or a guard at the, at the free throw line. So what I like to do at that given point is I like to um, – I like to overload a, a specific side and put at least one of the two guys or gals being chased all the way onto the other side. So the way that works is I put one here. I'm going to use X's for this. Um, I put an offensive player here. I'll put an offensive player here. I'll put an offensive player over here and I'll put an offensive player over here. I will put one of these two people that's chasing over here. Okay, so that means that the, one of the chasers is weak side. The rotation becomes hard at this point because who takes who? Um, you know, who comes out and covers the wing? Um, let's say, so let's say this guy, this person is actually chasing this one. So they'd come over and they would guard them. Let's say the high post of the free throw line comes over and extends. I agree. We can live with that. So I can, I can have that. But then there's a problem with these two. Um, you know, is this one going to come all the way out and then we're going to get a low block? Yes. Then you've got this whole weak side um, for movement, for skips, for flashes for the person. Um, if you really want to kind of throw them for a loop, is put one of the chasers over here um, on the overload side. <clears throat> with Especially with a triangle and two, the spots that are open are the elbows. The elbows are really open. So another thing that I will do to counter this is, uh, let me put my eraser on here, um, is I will, I will start in a 1-4 set. So I'm erasing at this point. So I will start in a 1-4 set to kind of um, counter them. So because normal, and I'll put the two people that are being chased on the outside. So I will put a chaser. I'll put a chaser up here. I'll put a chaser over here. Um, and then uh I will I will one for it. So I will I will have someone bring the ball up and then I will put two people at the free throw line at each elbow. So all of a sudden it, it forces the bottom two guys to come up high. Um and it you know one four sets are easy if you if you start in the one four set and you pass it's easy to get to that overload set in the sense that if the ball goes from the top to the wing then it's really easy this person you can go all the way through this person can dive down this person can be in the high post and then there's our overload against that triangle too um <clears throat> let me apologize for my voice today it is not pretty uh it is cold season and all that kind of stuff so 
Um, so that's how I would, that's how I would attack the, definitely attack a triangle in two that way with that high one four and, and an overload would be, um, would be a great way to, to kind of attack that. All right. So hold on. Let me stop my share here. Hey everybody. <clears throat> I was just going over a triangle in two. There was a question about that earlier. So I figured to just get that one away. Um, there's one other question. Let me go back. Um, let me go back to my shared screen here. Someone else was asking earlier in the week about, i got to find my pen. Here it is. Uh, about how to break a diamond in one that doesn't start on top. So the, let's say the diamond in one starts at, oops, that is the wrong thing. Hold on one second. Um, so the diamond one, rather than starting right at under the basket, the diamond one starts. I don't like the red. Let's change that color. Um, so one person start, starts here and then they kind of slide it back a little bit. This, this tends to be what we see in our league more often too, because it's really hard to get it full court. Um, I like a one, three set. One three one set against this, and all you got to do is kind of shift that down. So, um, the, you basically they're going to trap in this region here, in this region where the old hash marks used to be. So, what I like to do is I like to get I like to get a one four across at that point. So, the person with the ball here, um, and then literally like one person here one person here kind of moving back and forth, one person there. Because then once the ball gets entered, one of them is going to be open. Once that ball gets entered to the <laughs> all the way across, then we can get a then we can get our cuts. And it's really hard for them to take care of those cuts. The cross cut across the front of the face is really hard to defend. Um I think Bob was the one that asked that early in the day. So um Anyway, so I can diagram that up better than I can trying to use my finger here, but that's kind of the, that one four set and then the cuts across, like, you know, so the ball, the ball gets entered from the point guard to here. The, these cross cuts are really hard. You can even have this person cut and this person and the, and the, and the five over here cutting to the middle and it, it opens it up a lot. All right. So that's it for the two questions I had before. <clears throat> and I'm sorry I sound like Kermit the Frog. This was not me yelling at officials. This was just a cold, I think. It's been going around my team. All right. So, you guys have any questions up above, Todd or John? How you doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. You know, trying to get my team healthy. 30 years of coaching, it's the worst. I it's the worst we've ever had in 30 years. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know. I believe it. I we've, had, my... we've had a lot of kids miss time because of it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we had we had a I, I I played Thursday, Saturday this week, and I didn't have my starting two guard all weekend. He had like he had to go to the hospital. He had like 104. I think it broke yesterday, so hopefully we'll have him back end of this week. But it's like. Wow. I, I mean, I haven't had my starting five in since before Christmas. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like band-aids, you know. 
But I will say, I know you and I, you and I talked earlier, the decision for me to go young is definitely paying off. Um, it is good. Good. And why, 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 why may not go ahead. It, it may not be in the sense of wins and losses, but right. I, I'll, I'll tell you what happened Friday night. We, we had four games last week. Okay. And beat the crap out of us. Four games is a lot in a week. You, so, we you, went, you, so you so you went young and you've got and you had four games in one week. What days did you play? Four games, Tuesday through Friday. You played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, sir, we did. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So Friday, Friday we went into the game. My seniors did not do well at all. At one point, we were twenty nine points in the first half. Okay, battled to set down at halftime I said no forget about it we're going young I benched all my seniors the the teamwork that, that my young kids showed was was just impeccable I couldn't right. agree we right. built we ended up losing three points but right. I couldn't have been prouder that they that they played you know at, at some point I had to look about going going young knowing what I got next year right you know, we got four wins this year we're not gonna make much noise in the postseason tournaments Right. And the thing is, what I tell people when I tell people when they go, when, he, when you have a young team, because I have a relatively young team, too. Um, what I tell people is when you go young, though, then that's when you got to get your um, your team and your community and your family standards set because they're just happy. Yeah. To, they're just happy to be there, to be honest with you. So they're like sponges. So that's when you can mm-hmm. really teach them. Like this is how we do that. This is how we do pregame. This is how, because their their eyes are about this big and they're just happy to be there. Um, right. So that's what, it's really good when you do go young. When you do have a young team, you just got to make sure because that will wear off. I'm going to tell you, um, you know, mm-hmm. the bright lights and all that kind of stuff is going to. But if you've already set all of your expectations and all of your um, rules as far as what's expected it's going to make life the next three years or two years or whatever it is better moving forward. Um, right. Because they're just happy to be there right now. And there's really no pressure on them and you know, they're learning and blah, blah, blah. I see that. I mean, I always see that when I move youngsters up. Um, but then it's like, you almost got to sometimes be as hard or harder on them just so they know that here are the expectations. Here's what's coming in the future. Blah, blah, blah. Um, sure. Yeah. I would definitely make sure I'm doing that. So when does playoffs start for you? Uh, tomorrow. We got – it starts Monday. We're on the road. Wow. So, yeah. And we were we were talking about that after our – so it's February. We're I'm taping this was February 11th, February 10th. So um, we were talking about that. We have – we haven't even had our seed meeting yet. It's like yeah. – it's crazy. Like we literally play our first tournament game in March. Like, oh wow! Yeah, so it's you know it's March Madness, but it's literally March. Yeah, we're done by the end of February, regardless of how far we go. Oh you really? Know, eight tournaments done done in February. Okay, so so and th- that's the way it is around most of the country. So end of February. So then, when do spring sports start? Do they start right away? We've started already. They crossed over right now. So I got oh, the- kids that are actually playing baseball that are conditioning with baseball after they're done with basketball practice. Oh, wow. Okay. So 
so let's yeah. let's let's i don't know if you have any questions but let's talk post let's talk um let's talk uh uh postseason stuff with your team so we don't forget to do that mm-hmm. so all right so let's say things don't go well on tuesday and you lose season's over then what happens these guys want to get in the room and start conditioning for next year as soon as we can we're okay. done we're You're by done. all accounts the season so you collect your stuff, you have a banquet, and you're finished, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So but what I'm doing is I, I am taking these kids to the playoff games, even if we're not making it, so they get a, so they can get that taste of what yeah. it's like. That's that's my plan. So so that's the first thing you want to. It's like a visualization thing. You always want them to see where they want to go and what they want to do. So that's good. I agree. So if you get eliminated from the tournament. You make sure they go as far as you can go and watch that trail. So then what do you do? Do you sit down with each one of them? What do you do then at that point? This this is my first year coaching. Okay. So okay. that's my plan. Yeah. So you're so here's my plan you. is like I would have an exit I would have an exit meeting with all of them. Like sit them in the locker room and have okay. a talk and here's how the season went and here's how things go. And I've got some of this stuff on T-Troops too. I can, I'll, I'll put you, email me and I'll send you in the right direction. But anyway, so I would have a post, okay. I would have a post meeting with everybody. So this is the way I do it. I get everybody in the locker room. We have a talk. We talk about the ups and downs. We, you know, we're a family, blah, blah, blah. And then I say goodbye to the seniors. Um, we do our kind of ritual things with them. And then they leave the locker room. I'm sure we have the banquet after that. But anyway, we're, I'm done with them because, I'm not going to coach them anymore. And then I sit everyone else down and I talk about what, what the expectations will be for the spring, what the expectations are for the summer, what the expectations are for the fall. You know, what, what do we want to do? Because the people in this room are going to help us do it. Um, and there'll be people not in that room that will help us do it too, because there's underclassmen, whatever, um, especially in a big school like mine. But anyway, so then I have, um, I have them fill out a form um, that, again, I'll, I don't have it in front of me because I know we're going to talk about this. But, you know, w- what are your goals? How are you going to reach those goals? All that kind of stuff. I just it's basically an outline for me because then I sit down with each kid and my assistant coaches and we have a good 15 to 30 minute conversation about what we saw this year, their strengths or weaknesses. What are they going to do to try to make the team? Where do we see them now? Where do we see them next year? Um, and I try to do that within a week of the season ending because I still have their attention. Um, anything after that, I don't tend to have their attention. And they get distracted with baseball right. and girlfriends and the weather gets warm and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so, and then I keep those sheets. So that's the first thing. So I'd have everybody do that. And then in the locker room at that post-game meeting, what I do is I have every kid, I have the kids that are leaving because they tend to be as honest, if not more honest. And then I have all the kids that are coming back rank everybody in the program. So they rank themselves and they rank, they rank the kids in the team and they rank the kids below from number one to number 38. No one sees it other than the kid and me. And the reason I do this is like <clears throat> um, most, you know, like when I coached Wesley, 
most people had Wesley number one, the best player in our program, at least, but one of the best players in the state. So that was easy. But I want to see where they see themselves and where the rest of the players see them. So I get this whole Excel sheet. I got a blank one in Teach Hoops I can show you. that, And then I, then I basically input the numbers and I go, hey, you see yourself as the fourth best returning player. Everybody else saw you at nine and I see you at 12. So, okay, there's a differing. And most kids are within, it's a stats teacher in me, most kids are within a standard deviation. But some kids are like, they think they're the third best player and I got them at 22. It's like, whoa, we got to have a talk. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's a good free, that's my phone ringing. That's a good free kind of um, evaluation for them to kind of see where um, they kind of fit. Um, I've never had any problems with parents or anything because no one sees it other than the kid and me. But I can say, hey, right. all your teammates ranked you seven, 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 six, seven, eight, six, six, and you ranked yourself one. So it's not just me seeing that you're not in that window. It's everybody. So, you know, we're not in reality at this point. Um, so it's a great – everybody, I hope you're enjoying Coach Unplugged. Um, please go over and subscribe and like. Those are really important for us to keep this this thing going. Um, and if you're enjoying the podcast, I would ask that you go over and help uh, help us out and maybe look at teachhoops.com. Uh, the, the summer month is a great time to, to delve into your coaching. And if you're looking for a mentor, you're looking to, to become a better coach, it's a great place to start. So here we go. Back to Coach Unplugged. So it gives me a starting discussion point, and then I got to probe deeper, like – I'm not a very good shooter. Okay, you're not a very good shooter. What are you going to do to become a better shooter? Um, and don't just say, I'm going to get in the gym. Well, what does that mean? You know, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's an outline for me to sit and have a conversation. And and I always have at least one of my assistants with me in all of those discussions. Um, because what they hear and what I say is not always the same thing. And I want another, at least one more adult, if not two, <laughs> to verify that, well, not that's, I didn't say Johnny was going to get cut. I said, Johnny needed to do mm -hmm. this, 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 to be better. So he can make my team. Cause Johnny will go home and say, coach said he's cutting me. I go, that's not what I said. Um, right. So that's why I always like having a couple assistants in with me and they have other input and you know, some of them are, it's good cop, bad cop kind of thing too. Um, but I think that's really important considering you're a new coach, considering you're trying to change culture, mm -hmm. you know, I would really try to do that with every one of the kids. Um, yeah. Then those evaluation tools are great in the, in the Excel numbering thing in the sense that, that sometimes the seniors are even more honest. The ones that are leaving are even more honest with um, the ranking of the returning play because they don't care anymore. <laughs> right. You know <what> I mean, <laughs> they're going to, they, those days tend to be really good ranking. And then I have all the assistant coaches do it and I do it. Um, just so we can, then I can, can pull that sheet out. Kids don't, kids only see their strip, but then, and with no names. So they don't know John gave them a four. They don't know. Um, but they can see all that. And then I have, you know, a starting discussion point with them.
Do you have that sheet of paper and teach hoops, the evaluation? I do. I do. The okay. evaluation, all that. So um, I'll write myself a note right now. Um, I just got to figure I'll look, out. I'll look okay. afterwards, and if I don't find it, I'll shoot you an email. It'll probably be a postseason. It'll probably be a mini lesson under postseasons. Um, okay. It's in there. I just, I'm not sure where it is. I, I That's my spring job is I'm working on a bunch of youth stuff too. Um, so I want a whole section of just youth, how we handle youth, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I got to clean up. I got to clean stuff up. I just, yeah, I haven't had time. I'm like juggling three balls right now. So, and I'm not a very good juggler. <laughs> Me neither lately. So I, I do have a question. I know we talked last time somewhat about officiating. Okay. And me being a former official, something was brought up to me and I didn't know how to take it. Okay. Okay. Uh, apparently I tended, I tended early in the season as part of my transition to be a little more vocal because a, I know what, it takes to be a referee where you're supposed to be with the spots you're supposed to be looking all that stuff right well, that you're not supposed to be watching the ball yeah yeah you're supposed to be in this exactly spot. yeah yeah right and then b nope you broke up was that me or you even if i agreed that it was a wrong call i still have to fight for my players or they're not going to fight for me can you right. hear me now i hear you yeah i got you I got you. Say it, okay. say it, say it again so, so I can hear it again. There was a little break up there. Say that again. So I said, if even if I don't agree with the call, so it it was told to me by another one of my officiating pals, right? That I'm being targeted because I'm making veteran officials look bad. So things aren't calls aren't going my way. And I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one instance. It was during the JV game. Now JV officials are what they are. Right. Okay. One was letting them play. One yep. was calling everything. Yep. And when he was in front of our bench, even though I'm not the, I was just, I was the assistant coach for the JV at that time. Right. I said, I told the ref, I said, you guys have to get on the same page because our boys don't know how to play. That's a fair comment in my opinion. Yep. Yep. And well, he looked at me and said, if I hear another word out of you, you are out of this game. JV official told me this. Right. So that's when it came up to me that I'm, my kids are getting targeted. Right. Because. Yeah. I'm, so you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't so, know how to deal with that. I don't, I don't either. So, um, cause I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Right. You got it. You got to talk. You got to. Def- yeah, I got I got one on Thursday and I was just defending my players. Uh, you know, I'll go get yeah. one if I need to get one. Um, right. So the, the the hard thing about official, all I ever ask from officials and I'll tell them this. You have three or two of varsity. We have three. Three. OK, so I'm always talking to the one nearest me and just saying, hey, what did you see there? Blah, blah, blah. And, I'll, and I'll blow. I think the key is in the pregame meeting, it's like, hey, all I expect is conversations with me about what you're seeing. Because like, I think the comment you made at the JV level was totally appropriate in the sense that all I want is a consistent whistle. Mm-hmm. So, my, so my guys know how to play the game. If you're going to call the hand checks, 
and they're hand-checking, call it. That's fine. They should adjust. If you're going to let them bang underneath and you're not going to call it, cool. But then be, you got to be consistent so they know how to play the game. Um, and that's all I ever expect from an official is converse to me what you're seeing. And I'm telling you, the best way to diffuse anything with me is, oh, man, I missed that, Steve, or wait, I was out of position, or, oh, that could have been. Yep, yep, I, I, I see that. You know, as long as they're conversing with me, I'm fine. It's the ones right. that ignore me um, that I tend to have the problems with. Um, yeah, so I got I would, a bench warning uh, Thursday night because he thought I was yelling at him, and I was yelling at my boy to box out. Right, And right. I said, I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to my – to my right. player right so that's what i always try to do is shift it to and the thing is this that will wear off i think for you in the sense that yeah. the season is almost over next season blah 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 um do you have a commissioner that hires your officials or do you hire them no it's an association that negotiates with the county so okay. and I'm, the way it is and you hate to say it it's a good old boy network so we're not one of the top teams in the con- in the county, so we're right. not getting the top officials. And right. I actually had a, I had a conversation with another coach here at a JV tournament a couple weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He's one of the he's number four in the state for his class. Right. He's tired in the same referees over, over and over and over, and over again. again. And, and that's the and that's the problem is you keep getting the same officials over and over and over again. Um, yeah. It just makes it that much harder. I agree. Um, do you have a do you are you do you guys rate your officials? We do. See, the we don't have a coaches yeah. don't have a rating system. Yeah, we have a rating system for the state and whether they get invited for regional, sectional, state tournament kind of thing. Um, and then our commissioner is really good. He'll he'll listen to our input. Um, he does all the hiring of officials. You know. I, we're one of the bigger schools in Wisconsin. So we tend to get, you know, people want to work our games. Um, so we tend to, we, we get really good officials to be honest with you. They will, they will converse. They're doing college games, uh, that kind of stuff. So I think, I think for you this year, you just got to cut your losses this year. And then I think um, that would be a great thing for me to do some research on too. Cause I think, I think how you, because how I've dealt with officials over the last 30 years has definitely changed. Um, I'll still yeah. let them, I still let them know I'm disappointed. But it's more like, you know, it, as long as you're conversing with me, I got so many other things going through my head that it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to have to be really bad for me to, you know, consistently be yelling at you. I, I, I got to yell at my guys, like you said. <laughs> For not buying right. out, for not getting the helpline, those kind of things. Um, but it's interesting. And I think that's the most the, the inconsistency amongst officials, and and maybe I'll become more quieter, you know, after my first year. And it is, you know, well, you'll six, seven years officiating. Yeah, you'll definitely mellow over time. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I can tell you a handful of games that have been decided by officials. The the only you know. The, the, and the thing is, I tell our boys, because we've won some state titles, I go, at some point along the trail, you're going to get a bad whistle that's not going our way. So during the season, it's going to happen too. So the better we adjust to it, the better off we'll be when, you know, we had four guys in foul trouble on on uh, on Saturday 
last night. Four guys in foul trouble in the first half. It's like, well, that's just forcing me to play different kids. It's forcing me to um, right do that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that's the way I look at it. You know, that's part of me just getting that's older. A good, good podcast we could have at the end of the year. <laughs> it would be. We could, we could have a great podcast. We'll have one. Officials too. and coaches. Officials versus coaches. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Now, uh, how good's the team you're playing next uh, this week? We uh, we lost to them twice during the season. We lost to them by nine points in December. We lost to them by sixteen just a couple weeks ago. But my point guard fouled out. And uh, I didn't have three of my kids that are playing well for me now. We're still down on JV. Right. So I think it can be a different ball game because you know how hard it is to beat a team three times during the, the course of the year. Oh, it's really hard. So just getting that right combination on the court. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, that in tournament time, you gotta you got to start selling them too. It's like it's a brand-new start. It's a great thing about high school basketball. You know, everybody, yeah. gets, a, everybody gets a fresh start. Let's go. You know, who knows? You know, watch Hoosiers yeah. with them. <laughs> you know, weird, weird things have happened. That's what we watched when I played. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's all it takes. Um, hey, so he liked the uh, box. Yeah. I texted Wesley and told him um, that he got Oh, it. my God. He, he loved it. Good, good. He, he, he was – it's a storm, and he just thought that was the the great thing. So, right. well, you tell him to keep. You yeah. tell, yeah. So, will he? Will he be? How long will he be in your school before they try to get him into like like he's, a work learn thing? Or, well, he's seventeen, so technically next year he's considered a senior. So he'll be Thanks. back on the team with us one, next. One more year. All right. Yeah. Well, you tell him to keep. You tell him to keep working, and and Coach Collins will find something. When I see Wesley, usually comes home over All Star Weekend, so hopefully I'll see him. Oh, does he? Yeah. So hopefully I'll get to see yeah. him. So if I do, and, and sure. that's what I. He'll have a spot on my team next year. I mean, yeah. he's just, yeah. he's just a good kid. So, yeah. You know. Awesome. It was awesome. Good. I'm glad it worked out. Any anything else? Yeah. Um, off-season conditioning and stuff. Is there stuff in teach hoops? There's, There's one, some stuff, one of the areas. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm horrible at weight training. So and I know my kids want that. So I didn't yeah. know if there was. There some is. There's some great weight. There's awesome at. great. It's not about pushing big weights either. There's some great weight training stuff on on teach hoops. So go look for that. Um, Somebody from the UW okay. came in and did that for us. It's awesome. Um, I wouldn't worry. I really wouldn't worry about getting in shape per se, like conditioning, unless you're working on agility, speed stuff. Because um, you, right. you can get them in shape in the fall. So there's some, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, there's some agility stuff in there that I would do, and then I would definitely do. You know, I the games change so much that you have to be physically strong now. Um, and the problem is, especially if you have a young team, they're, they're, they're going to lift weights and they're not going to feel like they're getting stronger because they're not done growing. <laughs> um, it's hard for boys to put on mass while they're growing. They'll get stronger, but they won't put on mass. So they might not see the benefits of doing it, but in the long haul, it's going to pay off for them. Um, but yeah, there's some great stuff in there, breakdowns, how to do it. Yeah, for weight training, for sure. 
Okay. Uh, weight training isn't my point of expertise either. That's why I found someone that knew a lot more than me. Um, okay. I'll, yeah. And then we can talk. You and I can talk individually too if you get stuck on any of that stuff. Um, All right. I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. No problem. Now, as the off season goes, I know. Do you? I don't. Do you limit the time that you have with the kids, like? gives somebody else a chance to coach them a second voice so you don't become stale to them i don't i don't coach them in the off season i mean i okay we have a window where we can do individual work and stuff and i will go do that with them in the summer i can't do anything with them in the school years against the rules um and then i mean other than you know if i if i they can go to the weight room and that kind of stuff but um i coach a fall sport so i don't tend to do anything with them in the spring so they'll lift they'll play AAU basketball they'll do that kind of stuff and then once once school gets out then we run our camp they help with that and then I when we play in summer leagues and play in summer tournaments I don't coach them I zero I have someone else do it um because I think it's really important about building relationships in the off season more than it is the x's and o's um okay so I spend a lot of time trying to build relationships um, so that the, the trust is there. So then when I do get on them and I do that kind of stuff, they know I care and I do. And, you know, when, when the times get hard and I'm getting on them, here's why I'm getting on them. Um, but I mean, I, I would say I'm in the minority with that. Um, right. I just think they need another voice and that's only if you, if you have a great assistant then that's a great way for them to learn too. Um, yeah. You know, here's our here's what we're gonna do, blah 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 blah, and you can kind of build that. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, it's good. I mean, if you're gonna if you want to coach for any length of time, you can't coach year round. You just can't do it. Um, My wife won't let me. <laughs> yeah. You won't be married very long. Yes, and it, and it's not and it's not and it, well, it's not healthy either. It's like. You got to take breaks, um, you know. Yeah, my wife says as long as I take her on spring break, I can keep coaching. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going. To, we're going to Sanibel. We're going to Sanibel this year, so that'll be fun. Sanibel Island. Yeah, we down love here, Sanibel. Down here in Florida. Yeah, we love Sanibel Island. Yep. That's only about a half hour from me. Oh, is it really? Well, we might have to have yeah. breakfast. We might. Have, you might have to come over. We and have will. Breakfast. All right. I will. We will plan that. Yes. Okay. I'll. 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 I'll off. Okay. Off air. I'll send it. I'll send you the dates that we're we're going, and then yeah, for sure. Uh, no, we named yeah, our yeah. we named our dog Sanibel. Oh, did you really? Oh, we love Sanibel Island. We've been going. Geez, Drew's sixteen. We probably been going since he was four or five. We didn't go last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we love that. I mean, yeah. It's, that's where we take the kids because Fort Myers Beach is too, you know, that's too uh, bar area. We take yeah, our kids the, to and the thing is, that what I love about Sanibel is it. Well, we take our bikes and then we basically park the car and we bike everywhere. And it's like, um, it's just, it's not doesn't feel commercialized. I grew up going to St. Pete's, St. Pete Beach, and it's like I don't want yeah. the high rise. You know, the beach is fine, but it's like I want like. Yeah, it doesn't feel commercialized. I know the people on Sanibel Island think it does, um, but yeah. it, it really doesn't feel commercialized at all. So, 
Yeah. Well, you, you know, Chris Berman has a place on Sanibel, don't you? No, I didn't know that. ESPN, bro. Yeah, he's got a place on Sanibel. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, it's, well, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk off here. I'd love okay. to get together. Yeah, it's, uh, I've always told my wife, I said, that's the school I want to teach at right there. The one that has like, they, I think they're part of Fort Myers, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, but there's a school on Sanibel Island. And my son and I have actually gone over to the, and they, they have, I think they have outside hoops that are covered that they practice uh-huh. in or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. He always thinks that's cool. So, but yeah. That's neat. That's my deal. That's my deal. We get to go on spring break. Well, maybe I'll have to bring a manual with me to breakfast too. Yes. <laughs> that, would <be> really <laughs> that would be really good. All right. Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. I'll look for that stuff and I'll email you if I can't find it. You do that. All right. Thanks. See you guys. All right. Thanks, Bye. Steve. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that, uh, that episode of Coach Unplugged. Please go over and subscribe and like. We would super duper like that. I would like to take my wife to dinner. So if, <laughs> if you're feeling that you want to help us out, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.